Happy Monday, everybody. Good to see you here. Good to see you. I don't know. I can't see you. You can see me. <laughs> uh, the only way I do know if you're here is if you make a comment or click the like or button or something like that to let me know that you are here on this Monday. Happy Monday. It's always happy Monday around here. Um, I know. Mondays. Oh, bah humbug or something like I don't know. Did I just say bah humbug? Did I just make a reference to Christmas? that bad <laughs> uh, I hope whatever you're doing it is a happy Monday and uh, kudos to mother nature it's 18 degrees outside as I do this broadcast here today uh, I don't know if it's gonna stay like that or not mother nature's uh, let's see because it was like yesterday let's go to let's do the weather on the show it's 19 degrees out and then it's supposed to drop to like 8 degrees and 11 and then back up. I don't know. It's not summer. I think we get confused sometimes. <clears throat> Pardon me. <clears throat> when the weather, <clears throat> oh, my goodness. When the weather uh, stops putting snow on the ground and then we get a warm day, we go, oh, summertime. No, it's spring. It's spring. So we're still supposed to have some rain and showers. April showers bring May flowers. Is that how it goes? I don't know if that's still actually true or not because of the way Mother Nature has been over the last few. Was talking about the weather with somebody the other day. You may just talk about the weather. Um, I was out in a coffee shop. We were talking about the weather, and the guy said, "Burr, it's cold out there." <laughs> I said, "Really? <laughs> you know, it's springtime. It's above zero, and there's no snow on the ground." Anyway, uh, southwestern Ontario, if you don't like the weather, wait 30 minutes. It'll change. Anyway, hope you had a good weekend. Did you get out and uh, at least enjoy some things here in uh, Sarnia-Lampton? A ton of things going on, as there always is. I repeat myself a lot, I know, but that's because there is a lot to do in Sarnia-Lampton. This past weekend, very excited to once again have been a part of Sarnia Sings. Put it up on the screen. It deserves that amount of attention. Sarnia Sings happened this past Thursday. What an outstanding cast of performers, if you can see that up there on your screen. Uh, Marilyn Gladue, or MP Marilyn Gladue, joined the entertainment and fun as well. She sang blue and wore a lovely blue dress. <laughs> There's one thing I can say about Marilyn Gladue. She has a fantastic sense of humor, which I guess it, it probably comes in handy if you're in politics, uh, being uh, ha having a sense of humor. Because she, when was that? She did that, was it last year, a couple of years ago? Uh, she, she dressed up as the Grim Reaper. <laughs> Got lots of attention there. And then she came out here uh, and sang Blue. I will say, for her sake, she, she had a, a Justin Trudeau calendar that night. And, uh, well, anyway, it didn't get shown. But she has a fantastic sense of humor. So thank you, Marilyn. Who, uh, let me go back to that picture again. Who else is in there? Let's see. Um, Michael Van Hevel was there. Maya Perkins. Um, she's 9 or 10 years older. She's really young anyway. She came out there and sang Shania Twain up. Killed it. 
and it was fantastic. Sold out capacity, 600, and I think it was like 625 people in the building, and uh, fantastic. Uh, some some from last year that sang duets and, and, and a lot of new performers, and we're already looking for new performers to come and join us next year. They're already knocking on the door saying, I want to be a part of Sarnia Sings. Who doesn't want to be a part of something great? Adam Dumont deserves a lot of kudos for starting this and having this vision. Uh, about four years ago, he got the vision. He went away on a trip to Las Vegas and discovered something similar and thought, why don't we do this? And three years ago, Sarnia Sings was born. Supporting mental health, awareness, and suicide prevention. Fantastic idea. Already making plans for next year, we are. It's an, an, another one in the books, sold out. And um, Daniel Catton, who uh, was known to us before as Daniel Cooper, she's married now, she came back again. And she uh, shared, as some others did too, um, but special note to Daniel for sharing a personal story uh, on her battles with mental health. So thank you, Daniel. Thanks to everybody who bought a ticket. Hope you'll come back next year. This is going to be one of those things where if you don't get the tickets early, not going to happen. Sold out. This thing only had about 25 tickets left um, about a month before it happened. There you go. Singing was a, a part of my weekend for sure, as I was the MC of Sarnia Sings. And then Lake Point Girl House and Restaurant. Do you know where that is in Sarnia? Formerly the Chippican Restaurant down uh, on Christina Street down by Michigan. And they've changed it all inside there. It's, it's fantastic. It's very nice in there. Food was great. And we did karaoke on a Saturday afternoon from 2 to 5. We did. We had a lot of fun. You can see uh, there's my buddy Fred. My Fred Dom, Domingos Fernandez. He was there as well. Maya showed up. Rob Rook's in there. Of course, my Jenny Moons. Scott Jackson, Rob Rogers, and John. Uh, we had lots of people in there. It was fantastic fun. Thanks to Lake Point Grill House for having us. Um, they're not doing the, <clears throat> the entertainment on Saturdays for a little while, just because of the summer. But... Starting this coming weekend, every Friday and Saturday night, uh, 7.30 to 10.30, they will have live entertainment in there. I'll be back there doing some karaoke. So I don't do karaoke a lot anymore. I can't seem to get away from it. You know, it's it's fun. Um, Jennifer runs it most of the time on Sunday afternoons at Rock and Roll, but I was there yesterday because she said she was taking the day off. So we had fun out there. There's Tom. I hadn't seen Tom in a long time, so it was fantastic to see him uh, be there joining us. Jane's here as well. So karaoke, I just can't. I try to get out, they pull me back in. What's that? <clears throat> Godfather 3. There you go. The tall ships are coming to town. I talk about this a lot because, well, I'm going to be a part of it. Um, I'll be on the tall ships. I'll be behind the scenes. Artscape by the Bay. And Blue Water Border Fest, all collaborating together with the tall ships, thanks to the Carpenters Union, as well as Imperial Sarnia site for their huge support. And I might add, <clears throat> pardon me, a lot of community support sponsors in there. Those are the, the main two, the titles, right? Uh, thousands of tickets. They're going to have a problem. They're going to have too many people. <laughs> That's what I'm seeing. Um, it's a good problem to have, eh? It'll be handled, I'm sure. Uh, Rob Hardwood, Director of Parks and Recreation, I was talking to him the other day, and he's like, wow, we're so so overwhelmed with the support of the community. <clears throat> Not, Pardon me, I 
<clears throat> really struggling today. Um, not just this community, but many other communities traveling from all over Canada through the United States, making their vacation plans to be here for the tall ships. So excited for that. Uh, go online to uh, tallshipssarnia.com. You can get your tickets there for that. Uh, great entertainment coming up this weekend as well. Oh, I wanted to mention, I, I did want to mention something. Let me just go back. I don't have, well, we'll leave that up there. So today I go to my mailbox. I open the door and there's a package that I've been waiting for. And it's just sitting inside my, my door. And I pick it up and I could tell by the feel of it. I was, oh yeah, I've been waiting for that. I did something, something I ordered and I forgot I ordered. And then it showed up. And right on it, I should, it's on my Facebook page if you want to take a look after the show. And somebody wrote on it, great job at Sarnia Sings. So I don't know who it is. I think I'm, I figured it out, maybe. Somebody was there, obviously. But how, what a cool thing. You go to the door and you get a personal note from your delivery person uh, saying, great job at Sarnia Sings. So I was like, hey, that's cool. Made my day. So whoever you are, I think I know who you are. But whoever you are, thank you so much for making my day. Roundhouse. Haven't seen these guys in a while. I haven't had a chance to get out and see them. But you can get out and see them. I'm hoping to this weekend to see them at Patty Flaherty's. They're growing up, these young fellas. And they're still rocking places everywhere. And they'll be uh, playing throughout the summer as well. But you can check them out this uh, May the 11th. That's Saturday, right? Boy. I can't keep track of my days except my Mondays. I know when Monday. Yeah, it's this Saturday. So there you go. Patty Flaherty's Roundhouse. I'm going to try to get down there and see. I haven't seen it in a while. Uh, we had him on here a little while ago, the Chris Molino Jazz Trio. Chris Molino joined us to talk about his group, the uh, Chris Molino Jazz Trio. And coming up, Mother's Day. Don't forget, I'm knocking hard on wood here. Uh, Mother's Day. Never forget your mother. Uh, if you if you forget Mother's Day once, you'll never forget it again. I'll tell you that. <clears throat> Just saying. So Mother's Day out of the refined food. Once you're, once you're done hanging with mom, or maybe mom's capable, you can still get her out there. Take her to the refined food midtown for Mother's Day fun. And the Chris Molino Jazz Trio going to be there as well. I always get nervous when my first guest hasn't shown up yet. <laughs> I went through this last week. So I'm just going to check in. I'm not going to tell you who it is. Well, you can probably find out who it is. And uh, let's see if he's ready. He, he might be just giving me a hard time. <laughs> I can find lots to talk about until he shows up. I'm creeping his Facebook page right now. Jay Peckham's supposed to be here. And um, he's going to talk about uh, St. Francis Advocates and their golf tournament that's coming up. If he shows up. Coming up a little bit later as well. Some students from Lambton College. Esports students. Oh, that esports thing. Yeah, they're going to be on ESPN. The esports industry, a billion-dollar industry right now, on track to be a trillion, with a T, a trillion-dollar industry. What is that? Video games. 
Well, it's a little bit more to it than video games. That's a big part of it for sure. It's a big competitive spirit out there with Fortnite, Rocket League, Street Fighter, and uh, lots of other stuff as well that we'll talk about when that's coming up. And also coming up a little bit later on, Stephen McKenna. He's the grandson, grandson to Patrick Irwin, who is the 10th Chief Justice of Canada. He's written a book called Grace and Wisdom, and he'll be here to talk about that coming up a little bit later on in the show as well. Jay Peckham, where are you? Uh, a couple more things coming up as well. I talked about this for the Inn of the Good Shepherd. On June the 13th, you're invited to be a part of the Surf and Turf, their 10-year anniversary uh, for doing this. It'll be at the Holiday Inn. You get tickets for this. They're $99. And I didn't get to go last year. Why didn't I go? Who went? Oh, Jennifer went instead. She got to go. And she's not even a big fan of seafood. She went and had a good time. And, uh, of course, she was happy, too, because she was supporting the Inn of the Good Shepherd. So that was pretty awesome. So English tickets for that. Go to the insarnia.ca. All right. I'm going to go check in on my guest, and we'll be right back. Stay with me. All right, I found my guest. <laughs> I should just leave him in the lobby. I can't hear him. I can't hear what you're saying. So you just say whatever you want about me, and I'm just going to make you wait because you made me wait. He's throwing stuff. Uh, Jay Peckham, boy, in the house. What are you doing to me? You just you just want to like, oh, let's make Dave's heart go thump thump. You know, it's all about making a grand entrance, right? Isn't that, isn't that the deal, Dave? Not with Dave Beckham. <laughs> if you it's not dramatic, what's the you point? About me. I you totally did not. It's It's been – work has been one of those lunacy it's, – it's crazy day today. So, I, you know what? You're right. Okay, I'll admit it. I completely forgot about you. <laughs> and all right, Mia culpa. <laughs> I forgot all about you. And I no, no. Okay. And I said, oh, crap. I'm supposed to be on that show with David. For some reason, it sounds so bad when you say it. When I say it, it's it's not that bad. I don't know. It's believable when I say <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for being here, buddy. How you been? I've been, I've been good. I've been... Uh, crazy busy there's a there's a lot going on in my life um as always i mean you're you're well aware of the million things that i have on the go and uh and um but so it's been busy but it's been terrific at the same time yeah how's the family doing doing well doing well uh emily's uh home for the summer which is great uh she's uh just finished her third year at um at oh, yeah. Laurie university yep um, my youngest nicholas is um is off in uh, at Muskoka Woods this week, which is a, 
a, an amazing program um, with the the school system uh, where they it's leadership training up uh, up in the Northwoods there, uh, which is terrific. It's amazing program. If you get a chance, check it out. Muskoka Woods support that. Um, and uh, and Jack, well, Jack is just busy trying to find a job uh, for the summer. Just something a little more. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll put the shout out for Jack. Anybody who's uh, looking for a strapping young 19-year-old oh, uh, guy to, to, to do some work for the summer, he's uh, definitely looking. Yeah. Um, Mine but, uh, too. Yeah, but he's uh, he's making plans. It it's, uh, looks like he's off to Conestoga next uh, September. Okay. Um, taking um, a course that will set him up for um, architectural design and draft and um, construction. So, um, that's kind of where he wants to go, which is terrific. I'm excited for him. It's a it's an interesting time in a young person's life right now. Um, oh, 100. percent And I, my kids are they're they're great. They're having a having fun. Folks watching, by the this is Jay Peckerman. I'm sorry if we've forgotten about you. We're just kind of talking about personal stuff, and whatever. And, uh, we got to catch up. It's been a while. We don't have sting season at the moment. I mean, what are well, we going to do? We'll have to go revisit Brown's films. They always treat us good down there. 100%. 100% we'll have to go for sure. Well, welcome to the show, Jay. Uh, yeah, thank you. I know as busy as you are, you're part of St. Francis Advocates. Um, Correct. Dedicated to making a difference, and um, that's uh, in assistance to people with autism and, and other uh, developmental disabilities. Developmental, uh, developmental disabilities. I don't yep. say that right. Yep. Give everybody, I, I'm pretty aware of what it is, uh, but just kind of share everybody the background of uh, the organization. So we started, uh, as guys be close to 30 years now uh, ago with a location in Petrolia where we um, we basically have a house and uh, it's actually on a farm location. And uh, we opened up and started uh, supporting uh, a group of people that lived there. Um, and it's 24 seven supports. So while we, uh, we, we all, we really do look at it. This is their home. And what we do as an organization is we staff that home because the people that are there need supports 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 300. We just can't. Stop. So, uh, that's essentially what we do is we prepare the, uh, the, the appropriate, uh, staff members, people with the right skill sets. And we, and we, uh, we put them in, we schedule them in those uh, homes to support the people that live there. Um, and these are people who ca either can't support themselves or require some level of support. Uh, and it's uh, significant enough. Uh, their challenges are significant enough to need it 24 seven. So um, we do do our best to uh, interact with their communities and and help them. Well, many of our the people we support also work, and we support them when they're out in the community and at work, uh, and doing all of the other things uh, that we would one would normally do in their daily life: go to doctor's appointments and visiting right. family and all those sorts of things. And so we we do that. Uh, and right now we uh, we've grown in the thirty years. Um, We've grown. We are now 12 locations. Yeah, we have. We go all the way from Port Franks uh, in the north end of Lambton County, and we go all the way to Harrow in the south end of Essex. So okay. we have 12 locations. What's that? That's quite a territory. It is. It is. And all of our locations are very rural. And I think that's why, you know, so we, uh, I mean, we have a lot of uh, sister agencies that do very similar things to us. 
community living and Christian Horizons and Ago in in London. Um, but there's a number of organizations that do similar things to us, uh, and they they tend to be in the more urban centers. All of our locations are kind of rural, like. Forest and Port Franks and Thedford and Arcona and then down in Woodsley and Bell River and those kinds of places. Right. Okay. So, wow, that's a lot. And uh, I'm just going to acknowledge some people watching Corinders out there. You're watching live, Corinders. It's not the replay. And um, he's asking how'd you start your business. So he he did he didn't catch the first part. But uh, yep. and Corinders, we'll we'll share some links uh, to St. Francis Advocates uh, after the show during the show as well. So. Perfect. This stuff is all going on. That's this has got to take like everything else. Uh, money isn't everything, but it's kind of up there with oxygen. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? Uh, so the 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 gig is is that we are one hundred. We're we're funded by the Ministry of Children and Community and um, uh, Children Community and social services right and uh it's mccss i think is now they just it was a rename or whatever but anyway we're supported by the ministry uh who pro gives us our primary funding uh but i mean as you can imagine any government funding is is usually uh just enough to make what's that they do that still. They this some. We are fortunate in 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 um. We've managed to keep it so that we can do what we do with the ministry funding. But what we're finding is that you know for, so so I mean let me give you the example, Dave. Yeah. You know there are things that you and I, um, as uh, arguably fully. Um, on unchallenged individuals. Uh, there are a lot of things that we take for granted, you know, like if we just turned around and decided we wanted to catch a Jays game, you know what, we'd be on the, we'd be online, we'd order tickets, we'd get in a car, we'd go down there, beers and pizza and the whole nine yards. When you've got someone who, who has, you know, more unique challenges with, you know, physical or, or developmental issues, you know, that it's not easy to come by those things. Right. And so, uh, we, as support people, are, are constantly trying to find goals that, you know, because everyone is a person and everyone has inalienable rights to do what they choose, you know, in their home and in their communities and that sort of thing. And those are the level of supports that we want to be able to provide. But the ministry, th those fundings, you know, they cover things like, you know, room and like they you know a roof over their head and and food in their tummies and stuff like that and 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 the basics right but to go above and beyond you know there's not a lot of funding for those kinds of things so the unfortunately uh, uh, in this sector a lot of people being supported in this way um they just they don't get those extra things they don't get to reach their goals that you know you and i uh can will generally take for granted so we as an agency recognize that and we want to be able to make a as much of a positive difference in in the people the lives of the people we support and so we need the funds to do to go that extra mile and to do those extra things and to realize you know sort of the hopes and dreams of the people that we're supporting and so that's where additional funds uh really really come in handy and uh and so that's the the goal really of our fundraising um and generally speaking that's the goal of our fundraising well, that, and that's that's the biggest challenge for any nonprofit. You know, I, I interview lots of nonprofit organizations. For and sure. 
at the end of the day, it's all that we need money, 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 money. And uh, some are 100% funded by themselves. And even when the ones with the government, it's limited. Yeah, 100%. We're seeing, we're seeing more and more of that with our- And with they're our- scaling back, you know, like, I mean, we're we're struggling right now because we're not even quite sure for our current fiscal year, sort of what we're getting. I know because um, the current government is um, a bit in flux and they haven't, you know, sort of solidified their plans for the next for the next year. You're but, being uh, nice, Beckham. What's that? <laughs> You're being nice when you say that. Well, you know what? I, you know what? There's no point in not being nice about it. You know, like the reality is what the reality is. And we're trying to make do uh, as best we can with what we have. And and uh, we're, we're really looking to, you know, the people who support us, uh, who support our agency to kind of step up and help us out. And we run. So at this point, we run um, two fundraising events a year at the moment traditionally we have our golf tournament which we're going to talk about Um, and we also have a pasta supper that we do usually more into the fall uh, and stuff like that but uh, coming up we have our 13th annual charity golf tournament Uh, this year we're being hosted by um, Oakwood Resort in Grand Bend which is terrific I want to shout out to my buddy Jeff Pacheco who's uh, really come through for us this year uh, in terms of doing everything he can uh, to make this uh, an outstanding event. Um, First question I have about the golf tournament. Yes, sir. Do I have to be any good? Not even remotely. Your your money is just as good as everybody else's, Dave, (laughs) I got to say. Okay, but here's the next question. Okay, sure. Do I got to be good if I want to be on your team? We'll, We'll talk. We'll talk. There, there is room to have that discussion. Because Dave Peckham's not competitive. You know what? <laughs> well, exactly. You know what? Typically, I haven't won this tournament. I've done fairly well for myself, and and now that I'm, I've leaned myself down by 27 pounds. I am going to be a force to be reckoned with this year. You watch my, you mark my is, word. Is there such a thing as like a? I don't even know anything about handicaps, like minus 50 or something. Like, is that? No, that's not even remotely. Uh, you know what? I I wouldn't I'll even hundred on nine holes. I, Dave, the truth is, I'm not sure what I do could actually be called golf. Right. I can tell you that I have been known to take a stick and chase a little white ball around a very big green place before. Right. But Aren't whether that's golf or not, I don't know. Your guess is as good as mine. <laughs> So this is coming up uh, June the 13th. This is happening, right? June June 21st, brother. June 21st. First, 21st, sorry. What did I say? Yep. 13th. Sorry. 13th, yeah. No, it's June and 21st. What's, uh, what's the cost and how do people uh, get into this? Yep. So uh, the cost is, uh, I think we, oh, now, now you're asking me questions that I was completely unprepared for. Give me one second. Let me just, because uh, I'm, I want to say it's uh, 110 a golfer. Right. So it's 440 for a team. And for $500, uh, we're giving um, uh, sponsors a, a chance to sponsor a hole uh, for $500. And then we're also looking for sponsorships uh, that, that go on up and uh, beyond that. Wow. Sounds like a lot of fun, though. It, it's incredible, and it's a great day and a terrific course. If you've never golfed at Oakwood before, it's a nice, no. sprawling, well-treed, very well-developed uh, golf course. Uh, and it's going to be a lot of fun. And we have a steak dinner that's included, and um, 
we'll have a silent auction and a and okay. a fifty fifty draw, and we'll have uh, lots of prizes. There's a closest to the keg. Uh, typically, we also have a hole in one contest where, you know, for uh, ten bucks, you take your shot, and if you get it in the hole. Uh, last year, um, our, our friends at Automax put up a 2014 black Corvette convertible uh, as the prize for our hole-in-one contest. And, uh, man, I got to drive it to and from. Thanks, Georgie, at, uh, at Automax. It was a ton of fun. What an amazing car that would be to have. But um, we're going to go uh, – we, have, we haven't quite of nailed uh, – down the details but we're kind of hoping that automax will come back and okay. and have something equally exciting for us this year we'll see what happens Maybe i could come out and just be i could go live 100 percent, brother yeah you can come out absolutely we would love to have you anything about golf but i could talk about it or something I don't know. yeah for sure no no it's it's fun out there because if there's not a lot of trees i might be okay there's a no there's a lot of trees there's uh there's a few hazards yeah there what? there's a few I'll bring the water. Camera. Water is my worst enemy. I'll tell you that. <laughs> so, <laughs> but it's a ton of fun. I mean, we've uh, we've had a, the best rest team every year, which is uh, which is a ton of fun. Um, if you can, if you check through some of the, uh, the, the pictures online, stuff. oh, we guys, we had Hawaiian guys. We the had people come. We had people come dressed up as uh, Super Mario Brothers uh, characters before. Yeah, we've had all kinds of fun superheroes. Yeah, we've it's uh, it's been a ton of fun. So this would be the year for that, right? With uh, you know, we just had Captain. Was it Captain? Absolutely, Captain Endgame. Endgame, just yeah. Don't no. yeah, talk about Endgame. La 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 la. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not saying a word yet. I've seen it, but I'm not saying a word. Uh, my son came home and he had tears in his eyes. So I'm like, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've heard that about him. <laughs> it's all good though. Well, it's it all good. sounds like you're gonna have a good time out there, and it's gonna come. This is the 13th annual. Uh, this is the 13th annual, and uh, we're uh, we're really hoping to break. Uh, we we've uh, we were really close to our goal last year of fifteen thousand dollars. I think we want to break it uh, this year, and I think we're really well set up. Uh, we've got some great uh, sponsors already. Uh, the Blue Water Power Group of companies has already signed on to sponsor for us. Um, the uh, University Pharmacy out of um, um, out of Western University and uh, Al Jawaji there has uh, is another big supporter of us and has been for many many years, which is terrific. We really thank them for that. Um, but you know, so we've got a lot of key sponsors already coming out uh, and stepping up to the plate for us. So we're we're expecting it's going to be another good uh, another good tournament. We have generally typically we expect about 100 golfers. I'm expecting probably 120 this year, okay. uh, which I think is going to be really exciting we're looking forward to selling the place out good stuff well jay thanks for uh eventually showing up here <laughs> <laughs> well i got my 15 minutes of fame in didn't yeah, i you did. You did. <laughs> uh and let's get to brownstones and uh solve the world's problems down there. oh absolutely i'm i am so there brother it's i, I miss you this sting season uh can't come soon enough right on are we Take back at it this year are we back at it this year uh Dave Burrows? brownstones we'll, we'll talk about it at brownstones perfect okay. <laughs> <laughs> he tried to get me on the hook on video and i'm like no 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 that ain't working buddy uh jay peckham does a lot of things but he's busy at st francis advocates getting ready for their 13th annual 
golf, their charity golf tournament to support them. You can find out more. I see Corinda out there was uh, asking as well. There's their website, mysfa.org. You can go find out more about St. Francis and register online there. And if you want to make a new friend, Jay Peckham, that's his name. Just go find him on Facebook, spam him. <laughs> all kinds of stuff. Uh, we'll post all the links to everything we're talking about here after the show so you can get all that information. Once again, St. Francis Advocates. Thanks, Jay Peckham. See you, buddy. All right. Well, let's talk esports. Now, I got to tell you, when I have this conversation, esports, and people go, video games? I'm like, yeah, and a whole lot more. It is a billion dollar industry currently, and is on track to be a trillion. That's with a T, trillion dollar industry. Local college students who uh, here at Lambton College are part of the esports uh, teams and the entrepreneurship and administration program. They're going to be on ESPN. That esports thing, let's talk to them. They're, uh, first, we have, let's make sure we get everybody in here first. Hey, Alistair, how you doing? Are you there? I got no sound from you. Can you hear me now? Nah, there we go. Kept my mic muted by accident. My bad. <laughs> then let's, um, oh, Alexa thinks I'm talking to her. And there, Corbin, how are you? Good. How are you, Dave? Not too bad. Maybe tilt your camera down a little. Bit. <laughs> 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 And uh, I don't know what's happened to Ryan. I got a black screen here now. So we can try to bring him in. He was there. Hello? But no. No? Ryan, I don't know. If you can me, but maybe uh, refresh and try to come back. In the meantime. <laughs> well, there you go. Must be coming back. Guys, how you, how you feeling? You got to be pretty excited about this. Ah. Uh... I'll let Corbin start. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty excited. Good? I'm very nervous to be competing. You're nervous? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's my first Why? real big event, so. Yeah. Well, I guess, uh, you, you, and of course, you're representing Lampton College, so you want to uh, you want to do your best to, to represent, right? Yeah, exactly. Ryan, thanks for joining us as well. We finally got you in here. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. Are you excited <laughs> this? I'm excited yeah, yeah we get to fly down to texas and it's all expenses paid so i'm happy for that and then i'm just i'm nervous about competing because okay there's a lot of stuff i need to improve on as a player and i kind of just want to learn a lot when i'm out there yeah well let's tell everybody who uh might not quite understand what's happening here so you guys were in a tournament and um you were able to qualify and get in there and this is Street Fighter Five, right? That you were playing. Yep. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Alistair, is that that's a that's a that's your game, right? Like I, I know talking to you before, like you you've always been right into that Street Fighter. I, I'm a fighting game person. Street Fighter just happens to be the fighting game right now, I guess. Okay. It has a monopoly on the market, so I'm like, oh, sure, I'll play this. Right. Okay. <laughs> So you guys have obviously got to be um, above average players because, you know, you're not just anybody. And Street Fighter's been around a long time, as you know, right? Yeah, it's been <laughs> around for quite some time. And uh, I'd say we're... Yeah, there's been many iterations. <laughs> we're definitely um, 
probably the best players at Lambton College. So did yeah. I miss up Malister? <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> He's just having a good time. What yeah. are you guys sharing on your screens that I can't see? We're not sharing anything. We're just kind of <laughs> having a good We're time. We're having a time. Nothing wrong having with a good time. time. It's a little surreal for all of us, I take it. We're like get we get out to this tournament, we place fifth, then it's all of a sudden, oh hey, we're now we're fourth and we're going out to Texas to compete and against all these really high level teams. It's a little mind boggling for all of us, I'm pretty sure. Well, and mind boggling for you, but as as you guys know, because we've talked about it, um, how, you know, when we say, oh, I'm taking that esports course, that, oh, that, uh, oh, I'm just going to go play some video games and have some fun. And, you know, people kind of go, what? Really? Basket weaving or whatever, you know. But it, it, you guys know that it's way more than that. And this is a perfect example and a perfect opportunity for you guys to show and say, hey, this is a big deal out in this world. And, like you get to be a part of this yeah it's um a lot of a lot of things are changing really quickly and i feel like this as you said is probably the best representation of that ideal it's um everything's shifting things are changing we're getting like esports is becoming bigger and bigger it's gonna become probably one of the more dominant industries for um entertainment and on television at least and there's a lot of marketplace growth for it. And I feel like it should be something that people either start taking seriously or just should be at least considering it, keeping it in the back of their minds and understanding that there's a business behind it. Well, and, and that's a, an important thing that, uh, that you say as well, because uh, as long as the right people take it seriously, not everybody is going to take it seriously, right? But obviously – even, uh, you know, large corporations outside of gaming. I mean, we're seeing large celebrities who come into this world, um, basketball players, baseball players, uh, music, rap artists, right? Drake, you know, mm-hmm. like, um, and, and there's a whole whole other new celebrity being created there. Is, is, that, um, is that where you guys want to go with this? Or is anybody here... You want to you want to make a living on Twitch or what? What are your goals with all of this, Alistair, If you want to start, okay, um, we'll head down so, the line on this one. All right, I guess like I've been in the industry playing tournaments now for about eight years, and so like I've had my fair share of like doing all kinds of events like this. I've traveled like to different places, but this is like a big first for me, and I feel like this is kind of just cementing the fact that. I've never really felt like much connection to the more mainstream sort of job market. But then going into this, I'm looking into something like financial administration or an analyst sort of role, something like that, where I can sit there and I can work the numbers because I love working with numbers and I love the documentation and all the boring stuff. Ryan can vouch for all the times that he'll sit there and be like, yeah, I don't want to do this. I'm like, okay, sure. Give me it. What are you looking for? Like, are you looking for a calendar? I'll throw that to throw that up. Do you need me to write a contract? Sure. Done. Yeah. Well, there's a real collaboration that happens there too. As you guys know, I mean, there's the production value. There's the in front of the camera stuff. There's the player. Uh, like you say, there's the numbers, the marketing, like it's, it's a business, right? And you really do 
for one person to do it on their own would just be just overwhelming, right? So are you guys that team? Corbett, what about you? Where are you in all of this? Are, are you just a quiet one that can be a controller and let me play? Yeah, pretty much. I don't know, like, this is my first real big uh, foray into Street Fighter yeah. itself, so yeah. it's kind of taking things as they go. Yeah. So, what do you guys are you are you like mentally preparing yourself for this, or are you? Um, I guess I say rehearsing, not rehearsing, but practicing. Do you have? Is there a strategy involved in all of this, or do you just go out and play your best and that's it? A little bit of both, I'd say. We have to figure yeah. out like the way the tournament goes is that it's. Um, different orders, so we all play in a different order, and as we get knocked out, then another person takes their place until all three of us are knocked out. Um, so it's kind of determining, okay, who should be the person at the end, who should be the person leading the pack, um, who should be the person in the middle, and then, of course, playing our hearts out and doing our best to move forward and knock out the person in front, in the middle, and in the end. So how do you how do you come to those conclusions? Like, is there is a decision process there, and um, is there is one of you like the captain of the team, or Alistair's captain? Okay. <laughs> and what did um, what did he do to deserve that role? Um, well, <laughs> he's so, all of us. <laughs> the long and short of it is like generally the deciding order is based off of like who adapts the cleanest and whatnot, like who can take the most out of a match, right? Like as an example, if I were to sit there and watch a game of street fighter and you were sitting there watching a game of street fighter. And let's say that I had an event and you were playing against someone else. I could sit there and I could watch and pick up on all these habits just by watching you play. Right. I could see you put him in this situation here to do this. And therefore this is kind of a habit of his and then it's just a systematic process of just eliminating all of that and burning it all out. And with respect to being captain, it actually came down to a pitch, I believe, that I made in late September, I think. And it was kind of funny because at first the team was just me for like up until a few weeks ago, actually. <laughs> because like there was no real collegiate support for it. And then ESPN out of nowhere is like, Hey, look guys, we're going to push street fighter five. And so I approached the, the like organizer for the team, Tony. And I was like, Hey, look, there's an online event. I don't expect us to go to the offlines. That's totally fine. But there's an online event. If I can get two people, then hypothetically, all we need to do is break top four. And if we do, we're playing for $10,000 on TV. Let's do it. And he said, sure. Yeah. <laughs> we are. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's, it's interesting to, you know, when we talk about, um, you know, people saying all oh, esports and there's, they're still not quite getting that. And when I say you just want those certain people to recognize it really for ESPN, recognizing esports, I mean, I was out last week, I'll say it again, Brownstones, and I look up and, and there was, um, I think it was a Fortnite tournament or something, and it was on ESPN. So, I mean, if they're recognizing it as a sport and they're recognizing the financial opportunity, obviously, 
Um, I mean, I think it's not going to take too much longer for, for other people to really uh, recognize what's happening, especially, you know, at Lampton College, it's, you, you guys have taken the course there. It's the first in all of Canada, right? So you guys are like the pioneers as well, if you, if you look at where you are, to setting the pace for maybe what comes next in that program, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, we're kind of, as um, our program coordinator, Matt, said several times, we're kind of the trailblazers here. We're going to kind of, well, our goal is to kind of establish ourselves and make, either change things entirely or just make something entirely different, like maybe new teams or new places where people can play and grow and stuff. Um, we don't, I don't, I feel like some of us have a general idea on where we want to go with in terms of like our future in esports or if we're going to keep dedicating our time to it. Um, I know I'm going to keep dedicating my time to it because I like, as recently, we've just started the Sarnia Smash series, which is a, um, the monthly tournament for Sarnia area. And yeah, I kind of want to keep doing events. I want to keep doing commentary and I want to just keep figuring things out, starting new things, having fun with it, honestly. <laughs> it really gives you an opportunity to be uh, endlessly creative, right? As far as, uh, and then putting it out to, like the whole world could be watching. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're, you're interesting. You brought that up. Your your uniqueness about you is kind of like you you want to be a commentator, right? Of of esports or in, in any in particular or generally esports. I want to kind of like I my fascination is with video games and not so much with sports. It's like oh, in in sports, it's like oh, he throw ball in net, cool. <laughs> but like, there's so much. I know there's a lot more going on to it than that. Uh, that's kind of I've, that was a very underwhelming description, and I didn't do it any justice. But like for video games, I kind of understand the technical aspects and what makes a move good, what makes certain ideas good, what makes a strategy good, and I kind of like that. And I kind of just want to keep working on that front for the most part. Yeah. Is it is it tough? Is this esports thing tough to do? There's uh, sorry, Carol, Corbin, to start, but Corbin, let's know, once you start, there's a big grind to go through. Yeah, it's very easy to get your feet in the water, but to actually take the plunge and get to the top, it's a very big grind. Yeah, what does it take? A lot. <laughs> uh, it, it's a lot, it's of... a lot of mental strain. <laughs> it's a lot of mental strain. Yeah. Sorry for interrupting, Ryan. If you want to finish your thought, it's a lot of time. There's a bit of a <laughs> There's a monetary commitment as well because you got to get appropriate controllers. You got to get the game itself that you want to compete in. Um, you got to, there's a lot, it's a heavy, heavy investment to get, become like the, a really high level player or like best in the world, even. So it's a lot of time and a lot of when money. You say investment, are you talking like financially or just sweat equity, like your own like both. Just efforts? Both. It's both. Honestly, yeah. it's both and it's a lot of mental. <laughs> Sorry, no, go ahead, Alistair. I didn't catch what you said. <laughs> it's both and it's a lot of mental fatigue because you're committing so much time and effort, and so you're consistently fighting with burnout. So, from my experience, like 
you have to find a way to balance it in a weird way where it's like you can't sit there and just play it for like eight hours a day. Because if you do, then all you're going to do is you're going to make it some sort of task that's at the end of the day you're going to hate. You're going to sit there and you're going to be going, why am I playing this? All I'm doing is making the same mistakes or I'm doing the same thing and I feel like I'm getting nowhere. But if you take that time and let's say you cut it in half and you kind of go an hour in, an hour off, or two hours in, an hour off, something like that, building that sense of variety, that creates a lot more of a healthy mindset about it where you can kind of take your time to go into it and then pull out just enough as well. Right. So how do you learn this? Like, how do you, like, you know, YouTubing it or just by doing it or hanging around other players? Or how do you teach? How does one learn how to, how does one get into esports? Um, Corbin, if you want to give your two cents on this, you can go ahead. Uh, well, I would say first things first is you got to figure out what game you're most interested in. And okay. start there. And then, like, there's a lot of resources now that we have the internet where, you know, Back in the day, you couldn't just go on the internet and find all the certain tech and whatever you needed, but now everything's at your fingertips. You can just start grinding it out. Yeah. Ryan, what about you? Um, it's like, to get into it, yeah, of course, as Corbin said, you have to find a game you're interested in. in, it, interested in. Then, depending on the game, there's either going to... there's prob- Well, there's going to be numbers, and you kind of have to learn the numbers... And then you have to learn abilities as well, what each character can do or can't do. And then there's things like counterplay. Then there's learning the mental game. And like, the, the more you continue doing, like, competing at a higher and higher level, the more it becomes like psychology to a degree. Yeah. Because you're trying to break your opponent down in ment- in a mental game to a degree because you understand everything they understand everything at that point it's a battle of wits right are you um alistair back to you because i find it interesting you, you say how you you can watch something and so you're the analyst of the team it seems as as well like i remember like back in my day in the 80s you know we learned patterns you know we yeah. watched when street fighter was around in the 80s I finally just figured out the pattern and I knew how to beat the big guy at the end and, and the opponents and, and whatnot. And typically if I was playing an opponent, they were standing right beside me on the same console. <laughs> right. So there were some predictions of patterns and stuff going there. Is, is that still in the, the game or is it just the player? That's the pattern, not just the, like the game used to be the pattern. It's a lot more understanding the player you're against. So as an example, if I sit there and I'm playing as a character like Ryu, who has a fireball that you can put on the screen, if I throw that out there and I see my opponent doesn't jump over it and just keeps sitting there and blocking it, then that just lets me know I can move forward. Because every time he blocks that fireball, that gives me forward space. That gives me the ability to walk forward. But from there, as the defender, if I see that he's throwing fireballs, that opens up different avenues such as, okay, I can jump over it and get this on it, get this attack on him, and if I do that, that tells him not to do this. And then that starts reinforcing this mind game where you can start to create patterns as the defender or the attacker, 
ah. and set up stuff where it's like, okay, if he throws fireball and I jump, sometimes there'll be players that'll throw maybe two fireballs and they'll check if you'll you'll jump, or there'll be players that will sit there and they just won't throw fireballs at all. Like Ryan can vouch from experience from all the times that I've played him and I sit there and I throw fireballs at him in one game. And then the next game, I just completely cut him off so that he would be just clueless. So there's a little bit of poker involved in this. Yeah, to a degree. There's a lot of poker. It's a lot of of, like tricking your opponent to a degree to like, please do like, you're just kind of setting them up into the perfect scenario. It's like, do this one thing that I know you're going to do. <laughs> and sometimes they'll do it, sometimes they won't. But if yep. they do it, then it's just like perfect. I have prepared endlessly for this moment. <laughs> and then you just kind of punish them as a result for committing to that one option. Oh, there's a lot going there's on. A there. lot of commit and switch. <laughs> yeah. Well, gentlemen, thank you. Uh, I've got to move on, but thank you so much for uh, taking the time to, uh, to join me here on the show. Of course. Um, I'm, I'm so proud of all of you for, for doing this. You're, you're representing Lambton College, and um, don't be too nervous. Just be you and just just go in there and kick some butt. <laughs> we'll try our best. I, say, I don't think we can say the other word on TV. <laughs> Not on this show. <laughs> we'll do our best. Right. This show or on ESPN. Yeah, there you go. We'll be watching, and we wish you all the best, guys. Thanks so much for joining. Thank you. Thank you, dude. Thanks. Uh, exciting times for uh, the folks at Lampton College Esports. These these uh, young gentlemen that are going to go out there and represent at, uh, on ESPN. Yes, folks, esports. Pay attention. And if you're not paying attention today, um, we'll get you the dates on when that's going to happen on ESPN. And uh, well, we we'll maybe go down to Brownstones and watch it live down there. All right, I'm going to reach out to my next guest, who's coming up here in just a moment. Uh, we're actually going to do a Facebook call, so just stand by here for a moment.
where uh, the uh, Duplessis government earlier in their tenure put a, a, a law on the books that had to do with, uh, it allowed the province to padlock any presence suspected of promoting communism or basically anything else they didn't like. And that, of course, ended up in the Supreme Court and they sort of said, you can't do that. And uh, a number of other cases before he was Chief Justice in the early 1930s, Parliament asked the Supreme Court, can we be the court of last resort in Canada? Because at that time, you could still appeal to the Privy Council in London okay. if you didn't like the Supreme Court's answer. The, I see, I'm, uh, showing a, the, I'm showing a picture here of um, uh, him meeting uh, Queen Elizabeth. Yes. He, he met just about anybody there was to meet because as Chief <laughs> Justice, she you, you go to those parties and dinners and all that. Yeah. So what, um, you're coming to Sarnia this Thursday to talk about your book, Grace and Wisdom. Um, yes. What are, are you, are, are, have you authored other books or was this just, you woke up one day and said, no, I want to write a book. I've been inspired about this and I want to share it. Well, my mother was his eldest child uh, and she talked a lot about my grandfather throughout his life. He died when I was eight years old. So, you know, I only knew him when I was a child. And, uh, you know, as I mentioned before, to me, he was just granddad. But um, I decided to write it because my mother wouldn't. My mother, who lived oh. to 90, the age of 94, was a university uh, teacher. She taught English for, for decades at Ottawa University. And I tried to talk her for years into doing it. And she kept saying, oh, it's too much work. It's too much trouble. I said, you know all the stories. It's too much trouble. And <laughs> now I believe her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I decided somebody should capture this. And after my mother died, I thought, well, that's the last of her generation. If I don't do it, who's going to do it? So, But I've been a writer. Uh, I, you know, I've written articles for newspapers here and okay. there. I was in the music business. I wrote promotional stuff all the time and uh filled out a lot of applications for funding <laughs> right <laughs> you're the guy to have around then <laughs> yeah well so and i also write short stories i've had a few published in uh local papers in the ottawa area where i am but uh it you know it's something i've always wanted to do and it was a learning process i must admit i, I hired sure. a couple of uh, editors early on just to say am i going in the right direction and yeah. on that particular topic. So how long is it? How long did it take you to get this all together and say, okay, now we're we're putting it out there? Seven years. Wow. And my storytelling. It, it, it wasn't. I wasn't working on it forty or sixty hours a week. Some weeks I would. Other weeks, you know, my wife and I would be traveling, or I'd be, you know, doing a a contract somewhere else, and. Or producing an album. I, I'm a musician, so I still do that sort right. of thing. And um, yeah, it took quite a while. And what I really wanted to bring to the story was not only his, you know, lofty achievements, but the person. This is right. what he was like. This is what it was like to be growing up in Sarnia in 1908, or you know, yeah. 19, 1898, I should say. And I, I took that theme to every every phase of his life. Like when, when he went to Toronto to go to law school, he played piano for silent movies to make money. Oh, wow. 
but he couldn't tell anybody about it because a decent young man doesn't do that sort of thing, you know. Right. Oh, yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> and, you know, you, always, you had to wear a suit everywhere you went. Uh, it's, and a hat, of course, at uh, different times. And um, when he, uh, he came to Sarnia for his 68th birthday, and, uh, you know, of course, they fated him. And he usually showed up about once, once a year to see his sister, Frances, and meet up with his brother, Vern, who uh, was the head of the parole board in Detroit. Uh, you know, they, they'd get together. But this time they had a big party. And uh, he said, uh, you know, here we are. Is it uh, the Keswick Gardens or Keswick? Keswick. Uh, oh, I, I don't have it right in front of me. But anyway, he said where he was giving the speech, he'd actually played a gig with Quinn's band 50 years before at the very same place. <laughs> Kenwick. Kenwick Gardens. It was torn down in the 60s. Did you have but, to, uh, um, the editing process of putting a book together, I, I would think one of, the, one of the struggles would be what to leave out. Well, exactly. Um, I, I, I learned, I was humbled at times. <laughs> yeah. Um, the publisher I went with, Petra Books, uh, provided the uh, the editing, and uh, I mean, my wife is a, a wonderful editor and all, and and help with some of the uh, logistics. You know, put this here, put that there, uh, everything you say about the governor general, put it in one place. But they 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 were the ones who really helped shape it, and um, it was a long process, but um, it was a very very interesting. Yeah. Well, we're, we're excited to, uh, um, it was Ron from the uh, Sarnia Historical Society that uh, uh, put me in touch with you. And I know they're very excited to have you. Sarnia, Sarnia uh, um, there's a lot of historians here. And I think there's probably, I would put myself in the category of, I don't consider myself a historian, but I'm really interested in history, if that makes yeah. sense. <laughs> and uh, this, this is... Uh, uh, intriguing. You're going to be here Thursday, uh, May the 9th at the Cernia Legion, 7 o'clock. Yes. And I'm guessing you'll have copies of the books for sale there as well? I'll have copies of the book for sale, and I bought, I brought two or three pictures along that people might not have seen, and uh, yeah, I, speaking of historians in Sarnia, you're a, uh, Randy Evans helped me out with some of the research. Okay on the Sarnia end, you know, uh, locating certain residences uh, or, or sending me very interesting things that I, some of which I put in the book. But you're right, the editing process, whoo, yeah. <laughs> not for the faint of heart. So you're going to come talk to us and, uh, uh, for a little while, and then uh, I'm sure there'll be lots of conversation after the conversation. Exactly, and I'm certainly open to any questions, and I'll do my best to answer them. Hopefully they won't be asking me uh, about legal judgments and stuff. Uh, I mean, because I, I I looked it up and read it, but uh, I don't really, you know, yeah. I'm not a lawyer. <laughs> I hear it. Well, I'm looking forward to. I'm hoping I can get down there and meet you and shake your hand and uh, uh, pick up a copy of the book from you as well. And and this is also available on uh, Amazon as well. It's on Amazon, and if you go to ChiefJusticeKerwin.ca, you can buy it from my publisher, and it's a little less than going through Amazon. Oh, okay, perfect. But Perfect. We've got that up here on the screen. We've got the website up there. Um, Stephen, I, I've got to run, but I thank you so much for taking – you're in Ottawa right now, are you? 
I actually, I'm in Markham at my sister's. That's why I don't really have access to anything but my seemingly oh, ancient iPad. <laughs> well, we figured it out. So that's all that matters. And uh, hopefully I can put the name to the face on Thursday night. Thank you very much. I look forward to meeting you. Thanks. Okay, bye now. Bye now. Author, um, oh, we'll get him off there. There we go. You got to push through and make things work, right? Author uh, Stephen McKenna coming to the Sarnia Historical Society uh, presentation at the Sarnia Legion this Thursday night at 7 o'clock. Just come out and enjoy and uh, pick up a copy of this. Grace and Wisdom, a story about his grandfather, 10th Chief Justice of Canada, um, Patrick Irwin. Great, Going to be a great read, I'm sure. I'm looking forward to having a copy for my library in there. Check them out at chiefjusticekerwin.ca or you can go to Amazon, or even better, come down here again to uh, meet him in person. All right, well, I want to say thanks to all of you for watching, and thank you to all of my guests that were here today. Jay Peckham, making a grand entrance there, talking about St. Francis Advocates and their uh, need for funds, like many organizations, and uh, an opportunity to go out on June 21st and join in their 13th annual golf training. And we'll uh, have that information after the show as well. And then uh, my special guest from the Lampton College eSports team that is going down to Houston, Texas, to Street Fighter V tournament. And there's some other games as well, but they're playing Street Fighter V. And they're going to be on ESPN, folks. We're very proud of the uh, students at the Lampton College uh, uh, who are part of the eSports team there. And then, of course, uh, we finally got Stephen McKenna, author, again, who's going to be uh, here in Sarnia coming up this week. Wow, that was quite a show. I want to thank all of you for joining me and uh, always coming back and checking things out. And if you're watching the replay, take the time to go through the whole program. It's uh, fantastic. That was all my guests today. That's all the time I got for you this week. Have a great week and an even better weekend. I will see you next time right here on the show. Bye for now.